So this is me uh, at the end of the episode, at the end of the editing and all that stuff. And, okay, so this episode is going to be have Jewish conspiracy in its title. Um, what I sought out to do here is to get a different perspective um, and give that perspective a voice. Because it's really important for us to have more, more, more information in 2018. Because there's so much lies and deception and propaganda. So... We need every bit of information that we can get. And so that's what this uh, episode is about. It's about seeking information uh, and taking it in and not judging it until you get a chance to process it. Um, And that being said, with the whole title and everything and subject matter, I still have to say I think Jewish chicks are hot and I love Jews. Um, But... This is just, this is really important. Oh, fuck. I just fucking nailed the the microphone stand. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just bear with me. This is going to be a freaking amazing episode. Fuck.
Uh, no, bear with me. This is actually such an amazing episode. It's actually the best one I've recorded so far. It's so amazing. It's the first one with a guest, and um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. That's why the timeline is a little bit backwards, but just bear with me. Please, please, please. What I'm trying to say is... Uh, so, this is really important, right? Okay, got my thought here. Whether or not it was a Muslim extremist terrorist attack, 9-11 woke us up to the existence of the association between Islam and terrorism. If you've if you've got your memory of learning this stuff or maybe you never learned it the Quran Muhammad you know, he was a killer, he was a warrior that united the, the warring tribes of the Middle East. It's a conquering religion. It's a I mean, just look at the culture of these Muslim nations where women have to wear burqas and are treated like slaves and the violence. And I didn't want to believe it because I was a liberal and I believed in, uh, you know, freedom of religion and that all religions are created equal under the star-spangled banner. I'm sorry. I'm 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 telling you, I'm filming this out of sequence, but this is the most amazing episode that I've recorded so far. So bear with me. Uh, so, and I referenced this book before, I ordered a bunch of books from the Middle East on Islam, praying to God, don't let it be what I think it is, because I think, from what I've been trying to teach myself, from the resources that I've got over here, from what I've seen, that this religion is inciting people to hate infidels. Infidels. That word has been banned from American Qurans. But it come, doesn't come from America. So you need to look to where it's coming from and see what those people are saying. And I bought all these books on Islam. Islam is a religion of peace. Islam and romance. Fucking the Quran and Islam and all this Islam please please let it be the religion of peace let it just be like a small group of extremists and not everyone be so extreme but on those pages I found the exact opposite I found that all my preconceived notions were true of Islam that's not a religion of peace, that peace means submission, and that terrorism is accepted. And so the point is, I learned that, and we're just seeing the effects of it now, you can see the effects in in Europe, 
with the migrant crisis. It's not something we have to, we can't say all religions are created equal because some extreme religions like Satanism believe in committing human sacrifices. So they're not all created equal. We have to get that out of our heads. And we have to be able to look critically at what people believe. It can't just be like, oh yeah, communism's cool. We have to be able to actually look at reality, try to learn from reality instead of living in a fantasy. Okay, what was my point here? <laughs> I swear to fucking God, this is the uh, the best episode I've ever recorded. It's really interesting. Um, well, here's my point. Here's what I'm trying to say on that rant about Islam. Is that I changed my mind on Islam. At first, I really, really, really wanted to believe that it was the most peaceful religion that ever existed. And I started researching it, and I believe the complete opposite now. So, I changed my mind. I still don't want to change my mind about Judaism and my love for Jews um, and my disbelief in the Jewish conspiracy. And here's the thing. You you shouldn't just immediately change your mind about things. You need to stop and think and take it in and examine it and then go back out into the world, gather new data, examine it in relation to the new data, see how things match up, take some time. Like the guest will say, it took him time for him to change his mind. So, I'm having definitely a much harder time changing my mind about this thing than I did with Islam because it's just so clear in the um, Middle Eastern authors writing how much they hate the Western way of um, our beliefs and uh, are just like basically conservative extremists to the point where they will like kill to enforce their beliefs um and uh and they hate america and they will just want to fucking chop our heads off come on man like just wake up dude that's the reality and it's happening all the time like all the fucking time it's just gonna spread um and so that if if you're not at that point come on you gotta catch up but i feel like this next thing the jewish conspiracy it's a little bit harder to believe um, because uh, I don't see the Jews as like being like this crazy violent group. Um, they might be uh, a little perverted, but I kind of like that. <laughs> or uh, they might party a little hard, but I kind of like that. They might have a little bit of mysticism in them, but I kind of like all these things. Uh, you know, I'm not not like uh, I'm a mixture of of the good and the bad, the the light and the dark, the water and the earth. Uh, I'm not quite one, I'm not quite the other. I'm half and half, like I said before. Or I might say later, I'm not sure. This is all being edited back and forth. Um, but my point is that, and this is the point I'm trying to make more and more and more. The first time you hear something, you think, no, that's where I'm at right now. But maybe if I go back out into the real world, gather more data, and see that things are matching up with the new information that I've got, maybe the next time I hear the same thing, maybe I don't say no.
And I'm, I haven't cast any judgment on that at this time. At this time, and this is the probably one of the last things I'm recording for this episode, which is why I'm so tipsy. Uh, and at this time, like, when we're just about done with recording for this record, for this episode that is about to begin, I haven't decided, I haven't made up my mind, but I wanted to gather as much information as possible. I'm not even done gathering information so i haven't even made up my mind yet so keep that in mind when you're listening to quote quote controversial thoughts why don't you just take it in don't react emotionally to stuff and sleep on it sleep on it sleep on it but now okay it's time to wake up with so far one of the most surprising and um, educational episodes that I have recorded of this show. And I hope you're enjoying the show. Rock on, rock on, rock on, like Donkey Kong. Here is the rest of the sode. Okay, I just want to give a disclaimer on this episode. Uh, I went on Gab and started seeing a lot of these Jewish conspiracy posts, and I was just interested, so I wanted to reach out to someone who believed in a Jewish conspiracy and give them a chance to speak and not react emotionally to what they have to say immediately, like the trend is right now in 2018, but to take it in and to digest it and see what we think about it and just give someone with a different point of view equal opportunity and equal um, footing here in um, on a side of the story that you this is the kind of story that you would never ever see in the media ever so but there's a lot of interesting points about it um that show kind of correlation and in the end uh, I don't think my mind has been changed on whether I believe it or not and um, it's kind of a hard one to believe but in the spe- on the spectrum of things um, it's not as far as some other things the, the thing is I just really like Jewish people. <laughs> I like their women. I like their culture. I like their people. I like their I like their aesthetic. I like their parties. Um, I like their comedy. I like their music. I think they're awesome. Um, is that because I was raised Catholic and we fetishized the Jews? Probably. That's probably what the guest in this episode would think. Um, But you'll hear me in this episode be very agreeable and uh, uh, really accept a lot of these things that the guest is saying that are not politically correct. But we need to get ourselves used to taking information in again and not immediately reacting emotionally to to stuff. We need to remember how to listen no matter what 
the person is saying. Listen first. Wait. Are they finished? Maybe they're not finished. Wait. Listen. Wait. Finish listening. Why don't you sleep on it and decide tomorrow whether or not you believe what you just heard instead of immediately reacting emotionally, hysterically, unhinged. Oh my God. 2018. Chill the fucking out. Bill. So here it is. This is some amazing shit uh, that... That just happened today. I called up a random person from Gab. um, Expecting to meet someone like a redneck or something. Who was just repeating uh, conspiracy theories that they saw online. But it didn't turn out to be that at all. And it turned out to be much, much, much more interesting. So here it is. And wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to let you hear it. Not until you promise that you're going to listen dispassionately. Till the end. You're going to sleep on it. And then you're going to make your mind up about it tomorrow. If you fucking try to make your mind up about this tonight, I'm going to fucking come to your house and murder you in your sleep. Do you understand? So press stop right now or it's just over. I'm serious. Okay, you're cool. I can tell you're cool. Here it is. We are recording, I believe. The, why does that sound like that? Okay, there we go. Check, check, check. All right, let's give this guy a call and see what happens. Brian, can you hear me? Hi, yes. Yeah, nice to meet you. Good to meet you. So tell me, tell me about yourself, your podcast, and also why of all the wild and crazy people on Gab, you chose to ask me to talk about whatever. (laughs) Those are all good questions. Um, So um, I started a podcast uh, only a few weeks ago, and I really wanted to do it because I wanted to talk about... In particular, for a long time, um, I wanted to make a video about the movie Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and how it is kind of a message for Freemasons, I believe. And um, I even had a little bit of a correspondence with the director on Twitter about a lot of the messages in the movie. And so I just really wanted to put my opinion out about that, um, but I just kept putting it off, and so um, a few weeks ago, I decided maybe I'll just try a podcast, because I figured that'd be the least amount of production time possible. I could get my opinion and voice out there in just a matter of a few hours, uh, and so I've been doing that. Um, I think I'm getting better and better with each one. Uh, I've done, I think I have six out right now, and um, I've got Two more in the works, and this will be the beginning of the ninth episode. Okay. And so, um, so then I, you know, I've been just getting more and more 
tired of of all the liberalism, especially you know here living in California. I live in Lo- downtown Long Beach, and um, so I got off Facebook and I got off Twitter and I started getting on Gab. And man, it, first of all, it was just a breath of fresh air because I didn't have people attacking me all the time for just voicing my opinion. And if they did, they were like yeah. more. I mean, they weren't as like rabid about it, you know. Like you can have an exchange where you're kind of like calling people names on Gab, but they'll let it go, and they'll it'll just be like a short little thing, and neither of you really care. Whereas Twitter, those people are, are just so vicious <laughs> and just kind of hysterical, and and just won't let things go. It's just crazy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, unfortunately, for my point of view you didn't actually get kicked off of either facebook or twitter but that's okay you 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 chose and i think you chose wisely (laughs) yeah i think so too and so anyway being on gab i started um seeing a lot more different types of posts that i wasn't used to and one big one is uh people uh a lot of people believe in some kind of Jewish conspiracy, which I'm just not really hardly at all familiar with. And um, being that, well, actually, I'll I'll tell you before I go on any further with that, I just want to tell you my goals with the podcast. Uh, I've learned a lot about kind of uh, occult type stuff and Satanism and um, a lot about, you know, stuff like the Illuminati for years and, um, you know, the deep state and the FBI and the CIA and all that corruption. And my real overall goal is to get people to the point where they could understand how something like that is possible, where it might be possible that um, there are there is a group called the Illuminati or, or something like that, uh, that, you know, our system of capitalism for hundreds of years could have led to the creation of these super wealthy uh, families and elites. Uh, that have a, a, a tremendous amount of power, and that going along with those things, uh, it could be possibly um, embedded in certain places of the government and uh, lead to, you know, stuff like uh, CIA, MK Ultra, mind control, and possible psyops, um, which I have seen, I believe, evidence of um, in the news in some of these uh, incidences of, of mass shootings or public shootings or school shootings. And so my goal is to just put enough information out there that people can eventually start to believe that these kind of things are possible. So that's really what I'm trying to do overall with this podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm very impressed. Uh, I don't know how deep you know you know how I've gone because you've seen, I guess, a, just a few posts of mine and reposts that I'll put on my timeline there on Gab. But uh, you've got a live wire here. You've got an individual that is not only a hardcore Christian, but someone that... Uh, Excuse me, uh, did a lot of uh, ministry for the slaves of the network of the Illuminati. So, mm-hmm. um, Great. Well, uh, ask away as you as, as you led. Awesome. Well, it'll be a pleasure to talk with you, and you know we can talk as long as, as we feel like. And uh, you know if if you enjoy it, and if you get a, um, if you listen to it afterwards, and you like what's going on, maybe you can come back and talk on more episodes. I try to uh, organize them by topic uh, and keep each one. Uh, I try to keep it down to an hour, but it tends to easily spill into two hours. So, okay, and then um, that takes me back to your question: Why did I choose you? So uh, I just. 
um, was on Gab seeing a lot of interesting stuff, um, and I thought uh, doing a conspiracy theory podcast and just being uh, very, very pro-freedom of speech, I, f- for me, it's always been the most important thing about being an American is being able to, to voice your opinion. And so much more, just in the last few months, I'm seeing... Uh, the left is really, really wanting to take that away. And I've been seeing this happen for, you know, decades now, but it's just been ramped up so much lately uh, that I thought I have to get my voice out there and I want to just be as pro-free speech as possible. And uh, I thought, uh, although this conspiracy, the Jewish conspiracy, isn't something that I currently believe in, I think it would be really interesting and fair to... Um, listen to someone who does believe in that and uh, hear what they have to say because it's just such new information to me and I see it and um, some of it makes you know a lot of sense there definitely seems like there's correlations in places that are pretty hard to ignore when someone is starting to put these pieces together in front of you um and so i just thought it'd be really interesting and i saw that you were so i started asking certain people that i just uh i just started on gab so i'm not following a ton of people but uh some of the people that I did see making those type of posts, I tried to reach out to and see who would be interested in talking about it. So I think I think I got lucky, and then because um, uh, it sounds like you know a lot about this stuff. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, one last question for you. Uh, I'm glad that you're that, that, uh, and apparently you're against MK Ultra, Satanism, Illuminati. Uh, these types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a faith uh, currently, or were you raised in any particular faith or belief system? Yeah, I was raised Catholic, and um, when I went to college in uh, the early 2000s, I stopped going to church and kind of forgot about it. And um, I started learning about Buddhism, I started researching a lot of other uh, religions, and uh, then I kind of eventually I think because I had just allowed myself to drift so far away from God uh, that I started going down the rabbit hole of occultism and Satanism and uh, once I got far enough down that rabbit hole uh, it convinced me that um, demons are real, Satan is real demon worshippers are real they could possibly be making contact with demons and therefore Jesus is real and God is real and um, I I definitely believe that I started going back to church uh, back to Catholic church but I know they are kind of a take-it-or-leave-it kind of religion where they want you to believe everything that they believe, uh, otherwise they don't consider you a Catholic, but I just can't accept a lot of things that they preach, and I can't support the Vatican, but I still do uh, find that I get a lot out of going to a place of worship and praying. So that's where I am right now as far as my own personal religion. Right, right. Uh, I actually uh, uh, am now kind of really good friends with um, a flat earth woman that I met on Twitter just before they kicked me off um, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And she was raised Roman Catholic and she she drifted from God, uh, but uh, came back to him and then tried out the, the Roman Catholic Church again. 
uh, as I call it, the cult. Um, uh-huh. and <laughs> I mean, I can't you know, blame you for uh, believe, for that reference. I believe that mess, right? Mm-hmm. But now, you know, now she's a, a true born-again Christian, Bible believer, etc. So I would, of course, you know, point you in that direction because, as you say, you can't support the Vatican. I mean, you just look at the symbols itself, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you've read on Crowley, but Crowley pointed out in his one of his works, anyway, that the point in a circle... It equals six, six, six. Mm-hmm. If you look from the top down at the Vatican, you see the obelisk, which is the point inside of what they call a square, but it's actually a circle. And so you've got six, six, six right there, mm-hmm. telling you that you know they who, who they truly worship. It's in plain sight. You know what I mean? So you know, of course, uh, trust Christ to go to hell is uh, my username on Gab. You mm-hmm. haven't mentioned that yet, but. Uh, I'll mention it for you. Sure, thanks. And you can refer to me as Trust Christ, if you will. And that comes from, just so you know how I got this phrase uh, that I use, and is also the name of the website that uh, is part of the ministry, TrustChristOrGoToHell.org. Uh, I was in London at Speaker's Corner. Wanting to go there, I, I, I scoped that a little bit because the Lord had impressed upon me that I should go from... Israel, I was there kibbutzing, if you can believe it. So I've got a lot of experience. I've got a lot of insight and stuff. I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you a lot if you want. But uh, I had a dream about going to the U.K. to preach. And eventually I got there. And uh, so eventually I got enough strength of the Lord to do it and uh, to, to go forward and said, well, you know, let's, let's get a sign together because not everybody stops. There's a lot of walking by, you know, this and that. Um, so I said, okay, Lord, let's get a sign. Let's put something together quickly. Uh, and I didn't want to put a, an actual whole verse because even people walking by, it's hard to get a whole verse of scripture into their heads, right? So so let's get a phrase that pays. So I said, believe, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, which is part of a scripture, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about believe, trust. Oh, trust is really strong. Okay, let's go with trust. Mm-hmm. How about Jesus? Jesus has two syllables. Uh, Christ. Oh, hold on. This is like a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Trust Christ. Boom, boom. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so we got that down, right? So then I put myself in the shoes of people walking by as an unbeliever, okay? Didn't believe anything or whatever. They didn't believe in Christ. Let's just say that. So I'm walking by. I look at a sign that says, trust Christ. And if that's all that's on it, I'd say, yeah, so what if I don't? I said, okay, well, let, let's let's go with that. Well, you know, you could burn, you could this and that, right? Okay, wait. Oh, then it came to me. Or go to hell. <laughs> and then, if, if, if you think about it, it actually has two meanings. Mm-hmm. One is factual, because, you know, if you don't trust Christ, you will go to hell, according to the scriptures. But, if you're that stubborn, and if you're that proud, then this guy is going to tell you to go to hell. <laughs> Great. That's, that's great. Born. That's in the, in the, in the, in the, what was it, 1995, Speaker's Corner, London. Um, that's where that, that phrase uh, came to be. Nice. So, a little bit of history there. Excellent. Cool. So, uh, is, is there anything you want to say for, just as an opener, for introducing people to the possibility of this conspiracy? Uh, the Jewish question particularly, or the Illuminati in general? Um, well, I mean, we could talk about either, but just for this 
particular episode, I want to hear about the Jewish conspiracy. Right. I'll just give you a bit of background again for me. Sure. I was raised nominal Christian Baptist, so there was never any talk about Jewish anything, really, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. When I did read the scriptures eventually myself, in the back of my mind, I always wondered in Revelation, who is the synagogue of Satan that Jesus speaks about these Jews that say they're Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan? Mm-hmm. I could never figure that out. Um, so that was always a question in the back of my mind. I went to U- University of Toronto, um, and I was in politics and became a big name there and in, in, in a sense of opposing feminists and homosexuals. Mm-hmm. So... You can imagine, even back then in the, in the late 80s, they uh, didn't like that too much. This was before they had as much strength as they do now. Mm-hmm. So, but, but they did have a lot of strength even back then. Um, and I was asked way back then, can you write on this, you know, the Israeli-Palestinian stuff? You know, I said, you know what, I, I don't have enough information. I just can't. I just, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right for me to comment because I just, I'm just, ignorant of, of these details, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually more of a Zionist back then, which kind of led me to go to Israel as a, as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. So I did some kibbutzing um, as really as a Zionist, a Christian Zionist of all, of all things. Because when I got back to the Bible, then some fundamentalist believers, they say, oh, Israel is, you know, the Jews, the chosen people, blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of accepted a hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I went over there, I found out that all Israeli children are taught that Jesus, but in Hebrew they call him Yeshu, mm-hmm. and they put a curse on each character of Yeshu's name in Hebrew higher than that of Hitler. Huh. So... To say that Israel is God's chosen nation, blah, 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 and he brought them back together in 1948 and all this nonsense is absolutely false. I, you know, I, it was a kind of a wake-up. It did take me years, actually, even after I went there myself, to, to pull myself out of Zionism. And I actually got persecuted, if you can believe it, uh, for being Zionist, because I was actually put <laughs> on a communist kibbutz, a false thing. <laughs> <laughs> And they weren't as Zionist as others. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anyway. So, do Jews hate Christ? Yes. If you read the Talmud, which is their holy book, basically. Because it was, I don't know how much you know about the Talmud, but it's a massive collection of rabbinical musings, mm-hmm. which denigrate Christ and Mary and exalt Jews, Jewish supremacism, and all Gentiles. Uh, and you can see today the oh, that actually that one phrase is that one that one command, if you will, from the Talmud is "kill the best Gentiles." Uh-huh. Which I, and that's another thing too. That's in the Talmud. I couldn't figure out why they hated whites so much. Then it hit me. Then it hit me just recently. Actually, hold on for a second. That's why they hate the whites so much, especially the white Christians, because the whites are the best of the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just want to interject for a second because I recognize how politically incorrect that last statement was. But I want to bring it back into terms of the larger, longer worldview. Because 
2018 is a year where we act like we forgot what racism was. We don't even understand it. Uh, we act like it never existed, and we're bewildered by it. Uh, but let me tell you where I'm coming from before I continue any further, okay? I am half Mexican, half Caucasian. And when you're half and half, you're not fully accepted by either culture. I am too brown to be Caucasian, and Mexicans may see me as a sellout who doesn't speak Spanish and just, you know, took the easy way out and decided to be more white. And it can be hard for me to get a taco sometimes because I'm not speaking Spanish in the Spanish-speaking part of town. That being said, what I think Trust Christ or Go to Hell is referring to in this case, which I feel like tons of people have just forgotten. Like, like I feel like so many people got their friggin' memory wiped after the election. They just, like, were smacked so hard by Trump winning that they just blanked out and forgot about decades of information. <laughs> and they woke up and they're like, what? What? Whatever they tell me, I believe. Um, when he says whites are the best Gentiles, he's referring to the fact that for hundreds of years, the Anglo-Saxon has ruled the world and has been, I mean, just look at the history going through England to then America, uh, the forefront of m much technological and scientific revolution, which can't really be denied. And people have forgotten their history. They've gotten their minds completely zapped by the MIB um, and the cable TV and the liberal media bombarding them from every angle. You know, it pops up on my phone, the liberal news. You can't get away with it. I mean, <laughs> you can't get away from it. And they've all been brainwashed and forgotten our, like, the world history. They want to erase world history. They don't like it. So they're like, it can't be true. But this is all reference to truth throughout time and what i think is amazing with this guy is we he is not just rattling off the current jewish conspiracy that is being that would be repeated you know the talking points he actually has a history of relationship to this culture and religion uh that he is taking us through and giving us references to uh, and he even said that he at one time believed the opposite way and changed his way of thinking. So I think that's incredibly profound. Like, believe it or not, at the end, when someone's telling you a story like that, you got to listen and wait and take in that information. And one thing that I'm going to start talking about a lot more, and I've already talked about it, I think I'm kind of editing videos back and forth right here, like maybe two or three at a time, but... You tell something to someone the first time that's unbelievable and they say no. Then they have that seed of that thought planted in their mind and they go out into the real world and they see evidence of what you've been talking about. Then the next time you talk about it, they don't say no. They nod their head and they, they then 
wait and think and take in what you're saying. So don't just, I mean, people are reacting so emotionally in 2018. When has reacting emotionally ever benefited you in any way? Stamp that emotion down, 2018, and all you liberals, and don't react emotionally to anything. Just mute it. Put the mute button on. And take in information. Wait. Process it slowly. Don't make judgment immediately whether you believe it or not. Just take it in. Don't react emotionally to it. It's not true until you believe it to be true. When you take it in, you don't have to immediately decide on whether or not information is true or not. Wait. Take it in. It doesn't mean anything to take it in. It doesn't mean you believe it or not. It doesn't mean it's true or false. You're just taking it in. Take it in. Soak it in. Sleep on it. Decide the next day. Don't react emotionally to every goddamn fucking cunt sucking dick what is every fucking horrible expletive i can put sucking in this sentence sucking motherfucking thing emotionally chill the fuck out and listen to the rest of this podcast in this interview i am trying to get as much information from my guest as i can because information is a good thing People are starting to forget that. Information is a good thing. You want as many sources of information as you can get. I work with data in my day-to-day job. If I check on 10 records, I'm not going to get nearly as accurate a result as if I check on a thousand records. You can get 10 out of 10 saying one thing, and then the next 90 may say the other thing. So you need to get information from as many sources as possible. So we need to learn that, relearn that 2018. Relearn that. It's like so fundamental, and people have forgotten it people are so brainwashed right now they are in a trance it's insane it's absolutely insane try to get information as much as you can you're cracking up a bit go ahead uh so where would you say that this the the possibility of this conspiracy stems from like when at what point and why would they have started to you know on this path where they are um acquiring power to the point where um you know i've seen like um like these charts where it's like how they control the media and have like a disproportionate uh, amount of power in the media and in like finance and stuff like that so do you know like at what point they went from, I guess, being like an oppressed people to kind of, I guess, subversively uh, getting all this power? Uh, that's a good question as to when. Um, you know, hundreds of years ago, um, certainly they got power in, what is it, a hundred and so, so many nations that actually kicked them out mm-hmm. because if they were just poor and, and ineffectual, they wouldn't have come to the notice of anyone. 
uh, to be kicked out um, because it wasn't, uh, you know, like a social welfare leeching mm. systems uh, across Europe uh, back then. Mm. That's an uh, interesting so point. So they were, they were certainly influential back then and, and of note and corrupt and, and so on. And you see certain quotes from, I think, was it the Queen of Spain speaking about the corruption of the Jews and how they destroy nations and on and on. So uh, I think I think a deeper question is to say why, you know, do they seek control? And, of course, I would go back to who do they worship? They don't worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They don't worship Yahweh, uh, the creator of the world. They, they, it, according to Tex Mars, he, he, he met a Jew who was very angry with Tex Mars about exposing the Jews, uh, and he said that they were the serpent people. This is the Jew speaking to Tex Mars. He said, yes, we're, we are of the serpent. <laughs> right. so, hmm. This is why they seek control. Satan loves slavery for the sake thereof and rewards those that enslave others, right, for the sake of it. Interesting. So it goes back, obviously, to their, to their teachings, the Talmud. I, I used to think the Bible, the Bible, Moses, God's law, uh, the prophets, etc., blah, 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 they called the Tanakh in Hebrew, um, which is made up of three Hebrew characters, which represent the Torah, Nevi'im, uh, which is the uh, the prophets, and Chetuvim, the writings, right? Tanakh. Anyway, I used to think, oh, well, okay, the Jews, the Old Testament, they believe that. But that's not true. They believe the Talmud over, well over, <laughs> the, mm. the, uh, the Bible, right. if anything. And that, of course, exalts them, and, and and we're beasts, right? According to the Talmud, all non-Jews are beasts, mm-hmm. right, to serve them. So, uh, you know, it goes back to, to what they believe. Why and how did they get there? This is their belief, and uh, they're quite adept at, uh, uh, at performing and, and bringing to pass their beliefs to rule over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that this, um, like their religion and their um, the way that it's structured, do you think it's uh, similar to these secret societies uh, in uh, that it's almost like a pyramid structure where you have to rise through the ranks to get to the point of this kind of occult knowledge? I don't know if it is as structured, but certainly it's it's secret because you can't belong to the club, as it were, of Jews unless you're Jewish. And, you, and a, the, the conversion process is not so simple as going and mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm, I'm Jewish and I want to stay, you know, I want to learn more, blah, blah, blah. They they put you through rigorous uh, rigorous testings. In fact, there was one guy, he, he thought, okay, I'm a musician. Okay, Jews control the, the music industry. If I become Jewish, then I'll... I'll Oh, get better contacts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So he 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 started the conversion process, uh, and he writes about it. He writes about it. I think it was in Vancouver, and he went to synagogue there, and there was a guy that came from out of town, and the guy says to the synagogue, "Is, is everybody here Jewish?" Right? And people looked around, kind of. Well, he's new, but he's okay, right? Oh, okay, okay. Then he started revealing how much control the Jews had throughout basically every part of business world and etc. Mm-hmm. Eventually this guy, I think his name is, I think his name is Jim Stone, that's how he goes by. Um, if you look him up online, Henry Macau, 
who is actually Jewish, but just not a, a Talmudic Jew, um, also republished, I think, a few of Jim Stone's articles. But anyway, anyway, regarding Jim Stone, when he decided this is too much for me, they actually poisoned him. They tried to kill him. Wow. So, you know, is it as structured as state masonry with degrees? I think not, but certainly there is a structure uh, to become a rabbi and a high priest, as it were, because there's that high priest over in Israel with the rose-colored glasses, which I find uh, highly demonic, uh, as, as you've probably seen many um, high-level Satanists also wear these rose-colored glasses. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly why, whether they like to, to just kind of gaze on the, the color of blood or something all the time, mm -hmm. but you see Bono, you see uh, Jimmy Seville, uh, and a few others. And this high priest of, of Israel with this big bulbous kind of like mushroom hat thing with his rose-colored glasses. Anyway, mm -hmm. so that that's that's kind of a long answer to that brief question there. Well, these uh, this information and these kind of uh, revelations of kind of really trying to think critically about what the group believes, it reminds me, It's it seems very similar to me in kind of my awakening of Islam, uh, where this group of people, if you ask them, they will say, no, no, it's all peaceful, um, and maybe a lot of them don't even believe, or don't even understand that the religion comes from an area, and if you read the writings of the people that are, you know, fanatical about it in that area, it is very um, aggressive and kind of tyrannical and very anti-American, anti-infidel. Um, I found that much easier to believe, that Islam is kind of, you know, a, a bad religion. Uh, I, I still ha um, find the these connections to Judaism still kind of hard to believe, but kind of at the bottom line... What the point is that I think um, you're kind of making by giving this information is that it's all there in the text, and these are the texts that they have chosen and that they perpetuate, and um, by going to that text, I mean, that's the text of what they believe, right? Correct. That, that, and that, like, when I was younger, I used to, like I said, believe Jews and Old Testament so that, hey, okay, if you're Jewish, then really you just stick with the Old Testament, but that, I didn't realize and there's one guy, this was in Toronto, um, he was going to a private uh, Jewish school, I think I was uh, uh, dropping something off, some package, the courier, and, you know, he, he said the Talmud and the, and, the, and the Torah, the law of God, are equal. I said, no, 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 that can't be, because I, I kind of knew a little bit, but very, very little bit, but, you know, I, I knew the Talmud wasn't the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like a pit, you know, it was just right, you know, and he said, no, no, it's the same, it's the same. And I said, no, no, it can't be. No, no, that, that's not right. But to him, and that's the way they're taught, the Talmud is equal at, at least. And of course, when, when something differs, they go by the Talmud. And that's, that's where you get the, the real synagogue of Satan teachings. Mm -hmm. And of course, they don't publish this, and they actually say there's a curse on, on any Jew that reveals what the Talmud actually says. You can lie to Gentiles, you can steal from them, you can rape a little child up to three years old, on and on. So, you know, pedophilia comes from the Talmud, right? Hmm. Um, so this is, you know, it, it's wicked, 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 wicked. And uh, uh, that's another thing, too. If you go to your local library, you won't find 
you know, the, the collection of books that make up the Talmud. It mm-hmm. doesn't exist in your local library. It should, of course, because it's their, you know, it's their, the Jews' religious text, but they don't want people to know, so they keep it out. Mm-hmm. But thanks to the internet, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> now, now, we have much more light on their wickedness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that explains, or should explain, why so many Jews are into promoting wickedness, perversion, pedophilia, bestiality, homosexuality, on and on and on, white hatred, um, you know, miscegenation, right? Mm-hmm. And an increased influx of immigrants that are non-white and non-Christian, etc., etc., etc. And I think of one quote from another, from one rabbi said as well, that uh, Judaism is communism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the truth has come out, and that's why I think, and especially on platforms like Gab, we're allowed to talk about it, and we're allowed to get more information on it, whereas other platforms will shut you down immediately because they don't, they don't want the truth getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank, and then, thank God for these platforms. Eh? Right, yeah, definitely. And then speaking on the... Um, just how I mentioned Islam, uh, I also saw some videos on Gab where uh, a rabbi was saying that Islam is the ally of Judaism. Do you have any comments on that connection? Uh, I believe it. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, again, coming from where I'm coming from, trust Christ to go to hell, you know, there's only one way to heaven. Right. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. So all other paths on the broad path the broad paths that lead to destruction are going to be allied at some point. But mm-hmm. of course, in Satan's kingdom, he always said it's not based on love for your neighbor. It's based on competition and, and, and so on and so forth. So you're going to have infighting all the time. That's why you get uh, different factions of the Illuminati fighting one another. Right. Um, uh, I was going to actually ask you about that. I was going right. to ask you about that next uh, if you want. Oh, sorry. Mo- Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that next if you wanted to uh, come back around to the Illuminati, if there's any connection there with the families, such as maybe the Rothschilds. Uh, I want to eventually do a podcast on, uh, you know, that big famous book, The Bloodlines of the Illuminati, and kind of the history of capitalism. Um, And so, yeah, if you want to get into that a little bit, I'm sure that would be really interesting to hear. Okay, well... As you, I don't know how much, again, study you've done on it, but uh, it, it's all there. I have talked to Chris Springmeyer a few times personally after he got out of prison. Mm-hmm. I prayed for a night while he was in there nine years. Um, and in, in the ministry that God opened to me, uh, I'll tell you how I got a heart for the slaves of the Illuminati, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you've probably heard, if you've done your, your research, of Kathy O'Brien. Yeah, the MK Ultra Girl. Yeah, the, both, both, yeah, both of them uh, apparently were, and they both wrote separate books. Uh, Kathy O'Brien's book is Trance, as in the demon named Trance, T-R-A-N-C-E, hyphen Formation of America. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about that book. This is another strange, strange set of circumstances. I actually went to Belfast after I was in uh, London for a little bit, and I started preaching in the street there. And one guy phoned me up uh, out of the blue, I knew him for my little job that I was doing on the side, and he said, uh, David Icke is going to be speaking in, in Belfast uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, I, heard, I heard the guy, he's like, he called himself the Messiah, right? Like, <laughs> did, I, he, did he actually I say that? I know he's not the Messiah, so why would I want to go see this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Or listen to him. 
And the guy, he, he, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And he said, I really think you should go. So I was in the habit of casting lots on, on different questions that were a little bit difficult. So I actually flipped the coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, Lord, if you really want me to go, because this, this came out of the blue, I said, I'll, I'll go if you want me to go. Because I really don't want to, but, you know, I could be wrong here. So I flipped the coin, came up, yes, go. I said, okay, okay, I'm going, I'm going. So I go to the I go to Queen's University in Belfast where it's scheduled. But the door's locked and nobody's around. Mm-hmm. I'm going, whoa. And I don't know if there was a note saying it was, it was canceled or something, but it was, nobody, you know, it's whoa. And then just someone looked at me and said, are you here for the David A thing? I said, yeah, I was thinking maybe. He says, it's closed down. He's over at the hotel. And I go, oh. Thanks. And then the guy just left. He just like disappeared. He didn't. He didn't go to the hotel. It was kind of a weird. Uh, <laughs> had that individual not been there, I wouldn't have known anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it was an angel. I don't know. But it was just really weird. So I go to the hotel. He gets an impromptu room. And I go in. I'm listening to him. And of course, you know he's doing his regular spiel. It's just a few people there. And he's got a little book stand there. And of course. You know, back then I didn't know what I know now about the guy, but I, you know, I knew a little bit. I knew he wasn't a Christian, obviously. And at the end of his talk, I remember asking him, I said, what's the solution? You know, like, you're fighting, you want to expose the Illuminati and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. What's your solution? My solution to Jesus, right? You know, I'm, I'm the preacher for, for the Lord. Mm-hmm. What's your solution? Love, he says. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, come on, man. You, you got you to work. You got to do a little bit better than that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Anyway, so I went to his books, book stand, you know, his, his table of books, and almost all of them I knew. Mm-hmm. One, I think it was like the who's who of something, blah, blah, you know. But the one I didn't know, I'd never heard about, was this transformation of America. Mm-hmm. And it stood out. I said, oh, this is kind of weird. You know, I, I look, this was like in the late, late 90s, right? So I looked at the back of it, and I read the back, and it, and it really hit me. So I ordered the thing from, you know, like, like across the pond, as it were, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, Brian, it, uh, man, uh, if I didn't have a heart before, man, that, 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 that book gave me the heart for, for slaves, okay? Slaves is a network. Slaves is a network. Slaves of the network. Slaves of the network. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I pledge to the Lord. Say, Lord, let me let me meet just one, just one soul like Kathy O'Brien, mm-hmm. and and I'll help him. But your way, right? Not not the. Uh, she had this Mark Phillips guy who's not a Christian, did not believe in deliverance, did not believe in the gospel, etc. He did help her to some extent, and they still give talks, and you can see their videos online, etc. But I said, I'm going to do it your way, I'm going to get these demons out, you know, etc. And I didn't realize if the, the, the God would do it, but uh, he, 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 he answered in spades eventually. Uh, so, that, but but that book, uh, that was kind of like the big key to unlock the, uh, the the care and love for 
uh, uh, victims of satanic ritual abuse. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually, in uh, I think about 2003, uh, when I was actually looking for help for myself, because I was so low during this uh, battle for my daughter, etc., having no rights as a father, on and on and on. Um, I was looking online for help myself, and I opened a room on Pal Talk that just said, love thy neighbor as thyself. It didn't say anything about satanic ritual abuse or anything like that. It just all it said, love thy neighbor as thyself. And people were coming into the room that were victims of SRA. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going, whoa, I'm looking for help myself, and, and here's people far worse off than me, and I could, I could, I could hardly believe it. Mm-hmm. I could hardly believe it. You know, something that I think, uh, if I could just interrupt real quick, I mean, there are people who don't believe in this stuff, and for some reason when you tell them that Satanists are involved in this thing, they say, oh, that can't be possible, there would be proof, we would know about it, people would go to jail for it, it would be a huge story, so... For people like that, wouldn't would you would your advice to them would just be do your research and and read this book and really look into it and listen to these people and and then try deciding after that. In general, yes, but I'll just give another more recent uh, example of a high level banker who was not an Illuminist. Mm-hmm. He was not a Satanist. Um, he was in Holland. I forget his name. You can look it up online. Um, and he, he gave his testimony of how, as he went up the ranks of banking in Holland, he was dealing with statists, as, as, as they call them, um, agents of Sodom, people in the government, high-level actors, and things of that nature. Uh, and I think he was invited and did go to a few orgies, sex orgies, like you see in uh, Eyes Wide Shut, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But eventually, of course, that's never enough, and Eyes Wide Shut didn't show, you know, satanic ritual murder. They, they, they hinted at it, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't show it. But he, was, he himself was eventually asked to come to a satanic ritual murder of a, of a child or infant or, you know, some, some child, okay? Mm-hmm. And... He said no. And that's what led him eventually to get out and then to give his story. So this is a very recent story. And apparently he was tracked down in Florida and fascinated. So oh this is just within the last couple of years. So, you know, when you say people don't know about it, yeah, they haven't done enough research. Um, that, that's what it boils down to. There, there's, there's, there's multiple, multiple testimonies uh, all over. Uh, right. And regarding myself, again, regarding the ministry... God sent me a key. Now, I didn't know what a key was in the spirit, okay? But a key in the spirit is a meek and quiet soul that can open doors that can't be opened without them. Mm -hmm. Doors in the spirit. But I didn't know that back then. All I knew was that there was this special soul, we connected, and I didn't know I was dealing with a multi-luminist, uh, multi-generational Illuminati bloodline. I uh-huh. didn't know. All you know is, you know, what's in front of you, God didn't reveal too much at the time. But as a result of me caring 
and her being a key and trusting me than many, many more souls who were of the top 13 Illuminati bloodlines as well as more were set free over a course of years and like untold hours uh, because I was available basically around the clock. You know, I'm just saying there's a lot of families that were multi-generational slaves. Uh-huh. And yes, they did happen to be in the UK. That's where most of the the uh, the work was done, if you will. Um, that's where the, most of them were centered. I, I think it's actually the HQ, the headquarters for the world, for mm-hmm. the Illuminati is the... Is the uh, the UK, but of course it is worldwide. Mm. But I think that's the, the the headquarters there. Wow, that's amazing. Hugely so. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you can see, it takes a heart. Number one, because I was in no shape, really, physically or even mentally, other than with the help of God, to help souls that were worse off than me. Because I was in the ditch myself. Mm-hmm. I've been kicking the teeth legally, spiritually, etc. Here I am looking for a hand up out of this ditch. I was looking for some like a men's rights, father's rights, you know, something like that. And here, here's people on the brink of death, so, uh, you know, scheduled to be murdered uh, in a in a satanic ritual, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wow. People that were living in slavery, literally uh, uh, part of the network. And of course, they were demonized. They were chipped. They had microchips in their brains, their bodies, all over the shop. You know, wow, and 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 to connect this to the Masons, when you, whenever people hear Masons, you know, most people should know that they're wicked. But ones that don't, just remember or know that the Masons equal the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Okay, this the, the the first key that was sent to me was actually a slave in a house that was owned by the Masons. Mm-hmm. And the house across the street had a special machine to zap her continually. That was also owned by the Masons. Wow. Okay, at this point, I want to point out that I know it's starting to sound in the conversation like it's just two crazy conspiracy theorists going, oh, yeah, and then this happened, and this is crazy, and oh, yeah, that sounds crazy, and this is crazy. Um, You know, it, it almost sounds like we're saying... Oh, I met this person, her life was shitty, and everything about it was attributed to the Masons. And it sounds like we're freaking out about the Masons, like we're hysterical, kind of. Uh, I totally see how it could sound like that. Um, But, like I've been saying more and more, and the whole point of this podcast is you need to take in the information that you start to hear repeatedly here's the thing here's the thing that people are going to wonder is it true is it true that all these people are having these horrible experiences or is it just some kind of group delusion and here's what I know about that is if you look, um, I'm sh- I, I can't remember where I found this, but it was like some Pizzagate videos. I don't know. So I'm pretty sure it was like Pizzagate videos. But they say the people that push the idea of 
child children misremembering things are the ones who are like convicted pedophiles they try to convince you of a delusion so that you start to second guess your empirical knowledge which is the most important thing the most important thing in life is your empirical knowledge the second most important thing is freedom of speech without either life is not worth living but the reason that we are so excited that we're both talking about the same thing is because we've both spent time researching this stuff and getting to that point that I'm trying to emphasize that you have to get to over and over and over that point where you learn the new piece of knowledge that gets you closer to the truth and it's not a nice truth you and we obviously me and this man have gone through those points based on if what his experience is is true he has definitely gone through those points he could be a nut job we could both be nut jobs who are just imagining all this stuff in our minds it sounds like that for a couple minutes but as he goes on and I, as I ask more questions maybe at the end of this you might not think that and that is the whole point can you just wait can you fucking wait can you just fucking wait for once do you have to have laser beams and explosions up your asshole all goddamn day long to fucking keep your attention just fucking wait we're gonna get there and then make your goddamn mind up at the end so she was a slave of the network, the Illuminati, in a house owned by the Masons. So, yes, Masons are... Oh, here's another little proof, if you will, too. We were cursed constantly because of who I am and who she was. And they, they knew what was going on. They knew that God was at work. So they tried to separate us and cut us off and so on. They cursed us constantly. Some of the curses were sent by grandmasters in Australia. Wow. When I say Grandmaster, Grandmasters of the Masons mm -hmm. in Australia, one of whom was a top police chief and another one was like a, an assistant police chief. Yeah. And um, uh, how would you yeah, uh, trace that back? Would yeah, you, okay. is, that just, is this through like, do you have some kind of, um, you know, intuition in some uh, extra perceptory way? Or did you hear this from another contact that it was coming from Australia? Oh, okay, you want you want even more specifics, okay. Well, I'm just curious, yeah. No, 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 that, that's fine, that's fine. Um, okay, this was all being done online. Mm-hmm. So, God allowed many of the texts, and I call them poppings in the spirits, when, when popping in the spirit, when, when the, the demons and the angels would be fighting, stuff would just start popping on the screen pop 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 mm -hmm. when I would break curses when I knew I would be was being cursed then I could break them um ah that's the name that's the name that comes to me one of the names that, that sticks with me from all those years ago is this name here who I believe is the well I looked him up afterwards okay so, so after the after one of these curses I don't know how many went by I finally said to the special soul 
she had many gifts as well. She was not just a key, but she also had many gifts as well. So I said, can you see if you can get the name of who sent the curse? Because curses don't just come on their own. Devils are not allowed to just decide on their own mm-hmm. to come and, and curse us. They have to be sent mm-hmm. in curses by individuals in our dimension. Mm-hmm. And so she got two names. The one that sticks with me is Tony Lauer. Okay? Mm-hmm. And Lauer is spelled L-A-U-E-R. And I looked that up. That's how I found out. These, this, this guy is, uh, is a grandmaster, uh, Mason, in, um, in, in Australia and a police chief at the time. Or, you know, and, and there was another individual as well. So I said, wow, this is uh, international. This is not, I mean, I was international because I was helping someone outside of the nation here, but um, but uh, this, you know, the network knew what was going on and they tried to stop it, but they couldn't because God is more powerful than, than you know, than, than the legions of demons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was still painful along the way. So anyway, that that's a specific answer to your question. How did I find out? Uh, I... I'll give you. I'll give you this. Give you this point. There, there was a there was an apostle uh, 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 Martinez. Um, I'm trying to remember his first name. He was through the prophecy club. I met him one time um, at a apostles, prophets, and inter- intercessors conference in uh, uh, Topeka, Kansas. And uh-huh. in one of his talks, I don't know if it was there or on a tape, but he said it's not that apostles have gifts; it's that the apostle is the gift. To the body of Christ, mm-hmm. Peter Martinez is his name. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So, yes, at times God will open my understanding on certain things, but in terms of a regular kind of like, hey, can you get the name of this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I usually defer and have to defer to other souls in the body of Christ that have special giftings like this key. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she, that's how she got the name of this particular. Well, actually, it was that one and someone else too, also in Australia. So uh, apparently, both of those bastards hooked up together to send a massive curse or curses because it had lasted for some time uh, mm-hmm. against it. How did the curse manifest? Was were you feeling sick and were you getting like lots of bad luck and um, bad just um, circumstances uh, happening around you? That kind of thing. No. Specifically, the mission, okay, every curse was designed to split the apostle and the key. Mm-hmm. Because the two of us together were going to open many, many doors, okay, and many other souls were going to be set free. They knew it. Okay, this story gets pretty crazy, but I want to point out, this isn't the first time I've heard a story like this, where a born-again Christian meets someone who is apparently involved in a satanic coven or a satanic cult uh, or witchcraft, and they are like very much on the brink. And it looks to the outside world like someone who's on the brink of a nervous breakdown, a schizophrenic split possibly. Um, and in a lot of ways, that's actually probably what is going on in, in a certain realm of space. But I've heard that the people that are really, really, really in danger and on the brink here can 
show signs of supernatural powers. Um, and there's a little bit of that in this story. And, um, you know, if you seek this kind of stuff out, this might be more plausible. If it's your first time hearing this kind of thing, it might sound like someone is completely making up crazy stories. But... Like I said, it takes a lot of knowledge of hearing a lot of different stories to get to the point where one so crazy might actually start to sound plausible. It takes a lot of... Ex- well, you know, that's the thing. That's really the thing is I could tell you about my experience of getting into the occult and trying to like practice magic and how I feel like I saw results from that. But empirical knowledge, like I said, is the first thing, the most important thing in life. So if you haven't experienced it yourself, how could you know? And I know I never take anyone's word for anything. So it's really tough. It's like you tell someone you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't get into occultism and Satanism because it doesn't lead to a good place. But they think, how do I know? I want to know. I want to know something. It sounds like you're telling me don't seek knowledge. I want that knowledge. I want that knowledge. So how can you really ever really deter someone from something like this? I mean, maybe you can get the ones who are far enough away from the event horizon that they're not going to get sucked into the black hole. But those on the outer edge, is there any way to keep them from going to Satanism and dabbling in witchcraft and magic? I do not know. I do not know. But here's the thing. I've gone through the stages of understanding how this could be possible. How the result of capitalism is naturally a group, a small group, that is disproportionately wealthy and therefore has incredibly different lives from everyone else. And that that kind of division would create massive cultural differences as well and probably belief structures in those people and with my empirical knowledge of seeing how capitalism at the top breeds this soullessness that people then need to go and feel alive by committing horrible acts with unlimited funds could lead to very naturally and very conceivably these extremely wealthy families easily having a network of mind control victims, of slaves, of, of human sacrifice victims waiting to be sacrificed, a network of human trafficking 
sex trafficking. And underneath all of it and intertwined through the whole thing, like I said, from episode one, could be Lucifer himself. It's a lot of stuff to accept to get to the point where the two of us are talking. And if you haven't made all of those steps, we sound like crazy people. But just listen. I'm begging you, just listen. Just listen like an adult and save your judgment for the morning to get through this it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be way more awesome cool stuff and then we're gonna celebrate america style so let's get back to ketchup on stack mm-hmm. apparently as, as, I thought, as we as we went deeper and deeper uh, uh there were covens cursing particularly the first key that but me kind of as well but particularly her around the clock it wasn't just like one coven cursing for so many hours. They would hand it off. You curse for these many hours. It was like, I don't know how many, 13, cur- 13 separate covens. I don't know, a lot. There were a lot. A regular small row house. Anyway. So, I said, you're, you're still there. You're supposed to not, not be there. Well, you know, so now we're dealing with something. This is, this is, like I'm being thrust into this, okay, brother? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being thrust into this. I, I, I had very little preparation for this. I, I should. I'll get to other preparations though before I get to this this section here because this is this is intense, so intense. Okay. Okay. Um. One night I had a dream where I saw what looked like a cloud, but I knew it was like a spirit over top of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. And I could sense from this, this dream, this vision. But that, that that's how the demons were communicating. They weren't possessing the body, making the fingers click, you know, do what they They could actually communicate that way. I said, oh, okay, that answers my, you know, one of my questions. And then another night, I woke up at about 3 a.m. I was on my right side. Here I am in my own bed, my own house. Here I am trying to do some good for the Lord. But there's this, what I call a fag demon, grabbing me from behind. Uh-huh. Like in this, like, wrestling, really strong wrestling hold uh, from behind. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm wide awake. This is not a dream. I'm wide awake. And I go, and I just knew it was a demon, because no angel of the Lord is going to be coming into your bed and grabbing you from behind like a fag, okay? It's not mm-hmm. going to happen, okay? So you know it's a demon. But my first question was, how the hell did he get into, in here? I was a little bit angry. I was I was angry. So the first thing I did was I flexed just to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. Just flexed a little bit, and it immediately got tighter and stronger. I wow. said, "Well, that's not going to work physically fighting demon. You're not going to get a blessing from a demon mm-hmm. like Jacob did wrestling the Lord all night, right? You're, right. you're going to get tired and dirty fighting a demon physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's all you're going to get." He said, "There's no point." I said, "Well, okay, I'll uh, I'll cast him out." Well, you've probably seen The Matrix, uh, the first the first one, mm-hmm. where the guy says, give me my phone call, and he says, what good is your phone call if you can't speak? Mm-hmm. Well, I tried to speak, and I could not speak. 
Wow. And I said, whoa, <laughs> this is not good. But I said, I still got my spirit left. I shall cast him out of my spirit, right? So mm -hmm. I just said, Jesus, get him off of me. But that was inside because I couldn't physically speak. Okay? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, poof, he was gone. He was off. But then a second later, he was right back on. I said, whoa. Well, I said it worked once, let's try it again. Jesus, get him off of me, right? All, all inside my spirit. I couldn't speak. And then, poof, he was gone. He was off me. So then I, I could move, and I checked my voice. I just went, ah, and I, okay, I could speak again. <laughs> wow. I left at the clock about 3 a.m. I said, man, this is not good. I, I just knew he was gone at that point, Bill, because I asked the Lord, you know, I called him, called Jesus to get him off me, and he did. Um, and but but I was angry because I said, here I am doing the work of the Lord. Well, how did he get in? How did he get in? How did, you know, how did he get in my house? Right. <laughs> I was not a happy camper, but I went back to sleep. Okay, because mm -hmm. I couldn't I couldn't do anything else about it at that point. So I went back online the next day, and I asked this guy who had uh, had more experience with demons, and I immediately went to him, and I said, hey, what what you know? This is what happened last night. I said, why wasn't I protected? <laughs> and it's an, uh, it was just a beautiful answer. Beautiful answer. I love this guy for, to this day for giving me this answer. Because I was angry, right? <laughs> he said, who said you weren't? <laughs> he said, if you weren't protected, it could have been much worse. Right. Man, that put me on my ass, man. That put me <laughs> right back on my ass. <laughs> oh. So God was allowing me, through those two uh, primary dreams, I say primary, uh, precursors to the deep ministry, to prepare me for what these demons are capable of doing. They can speak through that way, okay, through the, you know, through electronics, that's, they can float around, they, that's what they do. They can also take form and rape people, men and women, usually mm -hmm. it's women, but they can do it to men as well. Um, if you don't have the Lord, you're, you're, you're at their whim. There's, there's no, there's no, you have no power physically against these beasts. Uh, so that's what God was doing. He was, he was, allowing these things to prepare me somewhat for this deeper, 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 deeper ministry. Because when you're talking about a soul in the Lati, a multi-generational satanic ritual abuse victim, you're not talking about one individual. You're talking about, of course, you know, upwards of thousands, hundreds of, of personas plus worlds mm -hmm. in their soul. Mm -hmm. Right? Worlds that have been created by the demons, by the movies, by the programming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why I say deeper, deeper, deeper. You're not just dealing with one persona, okay? It's a, uh, it's a uh, very, very tricky. So anyway, back to the the, the 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 satanic ritual murder attempt. So you got the coven downstairs in this little house. You've got the key, meaning the the special soul who is the key at at, at the keyboard and the computer. Mm -hmm. And this is a very dangerous situation, obviously. I'd never dealt with anything like this. I, I, I had a heart to help, and I knew the authority of Christ, but there were other guys that were, like, experienced face-to-face -face deliverances of thousands, okay? One guy, you can look him up online, he's on YouTube still, but I think he's gone into, like, black Hebrew Israelitism, sadly. Mm -hmm. His name is Pastor Dowell, D-O-W-E-L-L. -L. He's a black, black man, mm -hmm. obviously. But back then, back then, he was into deliverance. He was into bi like hardcore Bible deliverance of demons. Mm -hmm. He might still be, I'm not sure exactly, but now it seems he's more into that sort of angle, the uh, the black Hebrew Israelite thing. But anyway, back then, 
he was heavy duty deliverance and he, he had far more experience than I did. And here I am, I'm with her. And I, I believe had he not come online that time, God still would have been with me. But it was, you know, the timing happened. I saw him come online and he usually did not do online deliverances. Mm-hmm. Usually he'd say, hey, you want to be, you want to be delivered? You come and see me. You, you, you're in Japan. You fly and see me at my little, you know, commune, commune down in Lafayette, Tennessee. And, you know, and then we'll get, we'll, we'll help you that way. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's the way he worked, right? But he knew, he knew me from, from Pal Talk and that's where we were. So I said, okay, uh, so I, I immediately messaged him. I saw him come online, bing. I said, here's the situation. This is heavy duty stuff. Can you come in? And he said, okay. And then I said, then, then he came in and he saw a little bit what was going on. All of a sudden, pop, 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 pop. There were pops in the spirit. It was like the air, you could feel. It didn't matter whether you were physically there or not. It, it was there, okay? It was like electric. Everything was, everything was just, all these pops are going across the screen. Pop, 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 pop. Wow, that's crazy. I said, can you take over? Like, like, you know, over on the mic, right? Because normally it would be, it would be me on the mic, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he agreed. So, of course, I'm still praying. I'm, you know, we're still under the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And he took over on the mic and started, started, well, commanding the, the angels to do whatever to the demons and the pops are flying in the spirit. It was, it was so intense because these people were ready, you know, with their demons and physically to, to kill this special soul. Wow. This went on for probably hours, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out later what happened in, in physically. Okay, again, I want to point out, this is not the first story I've heard like this, where a born-again Christian comes in contact with someone who is involved in witchcraft or Satanism who is really on their last legs. And then the born-again Christian testifies to experiencing supernatural powers coming from this person or supernatural intervention or just very strange stuff going on. People kind of teleporting, walking into walls, um, that kind of stuff. And so this story is completely different from the one I heard before. But the consistent part is Born Again Christian meets someone who is apparently under the influence of uh, witchcraft or Satanism and is in a coven. And so I've heard this type of story before. Combine that with the plethora of knowledge and resources out there for you to research covens and Satanism and how those organizations work. Um, You know, there's so much out there. You can look up the Satanic calendar. You can read just so much about it. There's tons of information. So... The stuff that we're hearing right now is going in line with stuff that I've heard before, which is why I'm not questioning every single thing I hear. Again, like I said, the first time you hear it, you might say no. The next time you hear it, you might nod your head silently. So just wait. Again, you gotta wait. Come on.
come on. We're going to learn to read in 2018. We're going to learn to read the directions all the way through before we start putting together the Ikea furniture. Okay? <laughs> all right, so here's more. Mm-hmm. The coven would send up an individual up the stairs to go and get the special soul. Mm-hmm. And they, they would go up so far, and they couldn't go any further. They physically could not go any further. Angels were standing in the gap. Literally angels. Wow. So he would go, you know, one would go back down, and they say, how come you didn't bring her? I said, he said, I can't get back. So they're shouting back and forth. So they sent another guy up, mm-hmm. and they couldn't get past. And it was only because we were connected and online with the special soul then that the angels had enough power through our calling them and, and et cetera, et cetera, and breaking the, you know, fighting the demons that they could physically be there to stop the murderer from happening. Wow, that's amazing. And there, was, there was another special soul, too, that came on the next day, and she might have been the one that said that they gave the warning as well. I think there were like two warnings to say, get her out of the house on that night. Because I think this other special soul, she was she was Duke actually of the Duke bloodline. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't know it at the time. That was another weird thing because this was right at the beginning, so I didn't know that these souls were actually bloodline slaves. Okay, so there was a lot of stuff. I was just kind of like thrust into it, and I'm going whoa, 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 whoa. So I was learning by the seat of my pants. Anyway, she comes on the next day and said, "What happened?" I said, "What do you mean? What happened?" Like, because I didn't tell her anything. She said, "I could hear screaming." In the, in the spirit or in the, you know, whatever. She said she could hear it, right? Mm-hmm. I said, how could you hear it? You're not, even in the, you're not even right beside me. Like, what do you mean? She could hear it. She could hear the demon screaming in the spirit. Wow. So she knew that, you know, she, you know it, was, it, was, it was that intense, okay? It was that intense. It was warfare to save. And, of course, you know, that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning. Wow, and so and did she, the first soul, did she make, she eventually made it out of there? So she, the first one, she eventually made it out of there? Uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, and she helped many, many more. I remember saying, as, as, as more people started popping up all over the place that needed help, I said, it's like you're a key. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I didn't know what, there was such a thing back then, but I just said, it's like you're a key, because the more time we spend with you the more people are just, boop, 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 boop. They're, they're, you know, doors are opening, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, you, you take the key away, the door's close, and I'm, I'm, I'm back where I am, right? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I can only pray, you know, and, and you know, that's why they, they fought so hard to, to keep us apart. Could this just be someone who speaks in metaphors, or are these things actually happening? Might be the question you're asking yourself right now. Well, I know that I have personal proof of the possibility of this being true. Because I can look inside myself and access the evil side of me, the carnal nature. The anger, the hatred, the bloodlust, the lust for power, the lust for pleasure. And understand how someone would make that choice to follow the left-hand path 
and that people making those choices could establish a system intertwined with government and capitalism to basically do any evil supernatural thing their heart desires. Okay. Wow. Um, so intense, intense warfare. And this last, this was for years. Okay. This like, but that was just the beginning. Okay. That was the beginning. Um, Man, that's that's epic. Very Very epic. So that's why sometimes I get choked up um, that I can't speak because the emotions are so, so, you know, so raw. Okay, even to this day. Yeah, Um, I'm sure. You know, that's amazing. But I guess what you have to have in order to stay that long. um, A lot of people, most people, say, "Well, you know." What you get paid for, right? <laughs> that's not that's not the, that's not the prize, okay? Digits are not the prize, right? Souls and doing you know doing what you would want. I mean, you you know what the golden rule is, right? Right, of and course. So called golden rule, it's not as you know, is whatever you would want done to you, then do to others. Mm-hmm. And man, if I were not much of slavery and murder, I want someone to lay down their life for me, like Jesus did for me, right? So yeah, definitely. That that's that's the motivation there. Well, connect this to one soul whose 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 body is now dead, but uh, he was a Rothschild, mm-hmm. and his his altar personas were all demonized, and his core was 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 hidden away. But I didn't know these details. All I knew was this this Rothschild soul was very very wicked, and caused much much pain. I found out later that at least. That 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 uh, his his persona, satanic persona, had raped people, of course, and killed people. I mean, this it was really bad news. He would microchip people and put demons attached to the microchip as a as a accursed object in the body. Gives mm-hmm. a demon legal right to be there. Mm-hmm. So when you've got high level um, electronics, you can be a microchip, but it can be as as lowly as a as a a bloody bit of bone or something, but that would be enough for the demon to be permanently given legal right to the body as long as that object stays there, right? Wow! It, it yeah. goes back to the law of God, right? You're not to have a cursed object in your house. Mm-hmm. Well, the law of God is spiritual, and we are spiritual houses or temples. Mm-hmm. The, 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 in the network, they use also the term our frame, which also the Bible uses too. They very rarely use body. So our temple, our frame. You're making me want to bless my place after this conversation. Say again? You're making me want to go and uh, get some San Paolo bark and bless my place, do a blessing here, just to make sure I don't have any cursed objects in my house. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got symbols, like for instance the Rothschild seal, which is the six-pointed star on the Israeli flag, which they put there. If you got one of those around, that's a hex. Mm-hmm. That's a six-six-six hex. That's a symbol of a hex. Get it out. If you got anything like that, yeah, something like that can curse your house. It gives legal ground to the demons to be there. So if you do have something like that or other something else that you know, 
Yeah, get rid of it. I'll, I'll give you another quick example of, of another cursed object. Mm-hmm. A special soul that that we met through Flat Earth, by the way. Um, that's how we connected, but then I found out that's the same one that I was telling you. She was raised Roman Catholic, but then came back to the Lord and then went deeper into the Bible, got rid of the, the Roman Catholic cult, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. But she's curious, too. Which is fine up to a point, because curiosity killed the cat. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's reading about Freemasonry and, uh, was it, uh, Manly P. Hall and stuff. And, and what, what's one of his books is uh, The Keys to the Lost Keys of Freemasonry or something. Mm-hmm. And first she gets a book on Gnosticism. And it's basically promoting Gnosticism in the guise of discussing it, okay? And then she gets this book after that, The Last Keys of Freemasonry. I said, what? I said, this Gnosticism book is bad enough, okay? Because that's what the Illuminati calls themselves religiously, Gnostic Luciferianism. Mm-hmm. I said, that's bad enough, okay? Now you're getting this thing? I said, this is the guy that talks about having the seething energies of Lucifer in your hand. And you'll be the warrior on the block. I said, what are you doing? The book is cursed. You brought a curse into your house. So, of course... She's not, she's, well, I shouldn't say of course, but she is stubborn, so she, uh, uh, she, she'll probably listen to this pod- podcast afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bless her, but anyway, anyway, uh, so, people are going to learn from this, because she, you know, she had to learn a lesson. She didn't want to listen to me. Yeah, I'm just saying, that's my hope, uh, is that people learn some things. It's all about putting the information out there. And then, so she gets the book, so what happens that night? Snakes, dreams, attacks, nightmares. Uh-huh. I said, yeah. But she didn't get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, logically, you know, if you didn't believe the prophet, if you will, believe the dreams. For the, you know, you, you, there's the proof, okay? <laughs> no, no, doesn't, doesn't, still doesn't listen, okay? And this went on, and more attacks and more things, and, and in my spirit, I, I don't know how many times I told her. I don't know how many times I told her. And it was getting hot in my spirit, like really hot. And I was I was telling her in text, hey, burn these things. Burn both of them. They're, they're, they're doing you no know, And she wasn't listening. Finally, I said, don't want to discuss anything else. Until you get rid of those books, there's nothing more to discuss. Those are in the way mm-hmm. of God, of me, etc. That's it. So, still stubborn, she cut up, she didn't speak to me for I don't know how many days. And then she tried again and I said, uh, she said, oh, are you gonna speak to me? I said, you have the keys to unlock the door. You have the two keys, the two books Uh that need to be burnt. Fine, she eventually says, I don't know if it was that day or the day after. She finally put them out, but didn't burn them. In fact, actually what she told me was, they would not burn normally. <laughs> wow. Which is another proof of, of the demonic power of these evil books. Mm-hmm. Then she had to go and get, get lighter fluid, but it, she waited a day or two or something, so the demons were still attacking her. Even though the physical objects were outside, they weren't burnt. So eventually she got the lighter fluid. Eventually she burnt them, but then she said when she did burn them, they stunk, <laughs> which is another sign of demons. Wow. Because demons are sulfurous, they live in the nether regions, right? Where sulfur is, that's why they stink. 
okay? They think they don't stink, but they stink because they live in sulfur. They mm-hmm. smell like shit. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in fact, the uh, the younger parts of the of the slaves in the Illuminati call the what we call the demons. They call them stinkies. That's interesting. So, what do you mean by the younger parts of the slaves? You mean the young uh, ones that are kept as slaves, or or something else? Well, you could say both, because you know, obviously, the younger ones would speak in that in that vernacular mm-hmm. a younger way, but younger alter personas that mm-hmm. are that that stay a certain age and don't age with the body. So, say, let's say the you know the body's teenage or twenty or whatever. But the insider, the alter personas, three, four, five, six, seven, you, you follow me, mm-hmm. they would still refer to the, what we would call the demons. And the, by the way, the demons don't even like to be called demons either. They, the, uh, the slaves are told, told to uh, call them guides. Right? Hmm. Wow. Guide. But yeah, they're stinky demons is what they are. Mm. <laughs> thing I'll say that never underestimate any 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 demon doesn't matter whether it's a ruling demon um with it rules 200 legions with a proper name or a function demon which serves a ruling demon you think oh well it's not as powerful well depends depends on how much right it has in the soul to be there mm-hmm. it could be more powerful than any of the other demons wow if it has that much right Okay. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, the demon of self-hatred. If the soul really believes and truly believes that they're no worth nothing and they hate themselves, etc., then that demon has more right to be there than any other demon. Hmm. That's what I found too. So never underestimate any demon function or name or in between. Doesn't matter. Just never, never. Even guys with there's actually a ruling demon named Leonard. Okay. <laughs> the witches know know him very well. Okay, sounds kind of strange, right? A right. ruling demon with a name like that. Mm-hmm. You think, well, you know, why would why would you take him seriously with a name like that? Oh, it doesn't matter the name. Never. No, he's a ruling demon. He's a witch demon. He's into blood and and, and murder and so on and so forth and pain and suffering just like the rest of them. So, never. Wow. There's, there's actually another demon. There's another demon that looks, it appears like a baby angel, you know, like a, what they call it, what they, what they depict a, as, a, as a cherub, which is not a cherub at all, but that's how they draw them. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular ruling demon actually looks like that, but it has snakes around it, a little bit on, the, on its feet or something like that. Hmm. So, you know, if you went by appearances, you think, well, that's an innocent little baby, <laughs> with wings or something, right? <laughs> You'd be sorely mistaken. That thing rules legions. Wow. And you can find this all. All this, by the way, is online. Uh-huh. I, I looked, I did studies. As I came up against these demons, and I would get them to name themselves because I wanted to educate myself and let these souls know, if they wished, which demons were cast out, which demons were involved in a curse. If I was able to get that information, I wanted to pass it on to them as well, mm-hmm. as well as educate myself. But primarily it was for them so that I could let them know because... They don't know what's going on in the middle of battle, right? So you can hear a little bit and stuff. But, you know, it, it's it's nice. I think it's nice to know, hey, who, which ones came out, right? 
yeah definitely involved. so i would i would write them i would write them down i'd get them you know say your name and i remember one time this 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 particular <laughs> particular okay it, it is kind of funny but it you know it was it was serious at the same time but it was a little bit funny one of the rare times i was speaking on on the phone to the special soul and a part of her was programmed for destruction and were fighting these these big big demons Mm-hmm. ruling demons that were trying to kill her, her her soul, her temple. And we we came up against this one, and I couldn't quite make it out because the connection wasn't great, like like ours is not great sometimes. And I'm trying to say, okay, name yourself, loose and name yourself as you go. And I'm hearing this, I could spell it. <laughs> Because I wanted to get the, you know, <laughs> just my habit to get the name. <laughs> so the thing, I, well, it did, it did obey, and it and it and it spelled, it spelled its name, which was V, as in Victor, O, L as in Larry, A as in Apple or Alpha, and C as in Charlie, V O L A C, right? Wow, that's the name of that particular ruling demon. <clears throat> so. I said, good, okay, fine, thanks, right, get out, right? I don't know if I said thanks, but anyway, get out. (laughs) Get out. So, you know, I left. But it was also attached to others as well. So when I was casting it out of other parts, it it remembered the fight that we had on the phone and that I ordered it to spell it out. So now he didn't just say it. (laughs) He spelled it out. (laughs) (laughs) V-O-L. Wow. Yeah, so they're they're intelligent creatures. Okay, they're evil, of course, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, even they have you know kind of funny ways of doing things at the same time. But never <laughs> underestimate, ever, ever, ever. Definitely. Um, well, I have like two more questions that I'm just curious that uh, I want to ask you, and they each might take uh, uh, their own bit of time. So. Um, is there anything else you want to just kind of wrap up with before moving on to just a couple final questions? Yeah, the, regarding the Rothschilds and Jew, Judaism and Jewishness and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, that one particular Rothschild that that I, I met right at the end of his life. This was the weird thing. He was I knew he was doing evil stuff, but I couldn't. Con- we couldn't connect with him. I was trying to get him saved, trying to get him saved. I didn't know you know, how close to death he was. I just knew his soul continued to do much evil and pain, not only for me on the, on this side, because he was breaking the connection uh, through different means, but also, you know, the, the slaves themselves. So, I, and, and it, nothing was breaking through despite all the prayers. I said, Lord, just just end him, because this guy is, like, I didn't know how much murder he, he had done already. I just knew that this guy was really full of evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, just, just end him. If you can't, if you can't save him, end him, take him out. This is too much. Wow. Well, somehow we 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 were able through because as people got out of the network, then they were able to think more clearly and do a few more things and so on. Uh, we got connected to to his soul, but we didn't know, you know, what what was going on in his soul. Okay, just knew there was a lot of darkness and evil. Mm-hmm. The the core to come up. And the first question, the first question the caller had was, what year is it? Wow. Yeah. 
So he had not been like like Brian Warner, right? To mm-hmm. keep his core hidden. Mm-hmm. Right? So we, uh, I told him obviously, and uh, we, we spoke a little bit, and um, somehow he knew that I wanted his his soul to be to perish because it was. And I said, well, and I, of course I'm not going to lie to him. Mm-hmm. He knew spiritually somehow, you know. I said, well, I, I just wanted the evil to end. Right? That 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 was the purpose of it. If you if we couldn't reach you to save you, then please, you know, just stop the evil because there's so much pain continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, he spoke about the Lord, and he chose. He chose for Jesus Christ. As soon as he did that, Satan, of course, was right there because he was part of his soul, and the the word comes up false, <laughs> false, right? And then the connection is broken right away. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, he, that's just Satan being mad. Of course, right? It wasn't false. It was true. Uh-huh. He was just pissed off that he that he was losing the soul. <laughs> he'd, he'd you know he'd worked so hard to make it as evil as possible right up to the end, right up to the end, and uh, and he was losing the soul for hell, right? Wow. So he was just pissed off, but but uh, he he had chosen for Christ, and the fruit of that choice was also. Now, not every Rothschild is rich, but he happened to have some wealth. Mm-hmm. Some are just slaves with very little, mm-hmm. right? Like some Rockefellers have very, very little. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 just like you know you'd think regular people or something, but some do have wealth. So it's not it's not like you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Some are actually slaves. Some are some are uh, prostitutes. You know, on and on uh, of the of the network. So. Mm-hmm. Just because we know the rich, rich Rothschilds and the rich Rockefellers and the rich Carnegie doesn't mean that others aren't on the street and being used within the network for wickedness, right? Mm-hmm. So he took what he had and he set up safe houses. That's great. For slaves. So that was the fruit of, of his decision to choose for Christ before he died. And it was only, I think, a, a week or two or something. Like that. It was very, very short. Very short. Man, it's amazing. And so, you know what's um, amazing yeah. is that this kind of stuff is the stuff that people would probably really benefit from knowing, especially a lot of these like atheists. Um, hearing stories like this might get them to believe, but this is not the kind of stuff you would ever see on the local news. <laughs> local news. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the day. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're making local news now, right? So this is uh this is uh twenty eighteen and you're you're on the cutting edge there. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, is... what did Gandhi say? He said be the change you want to see in the world? Yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So, anything else you want to say on that before I have my uh, final questions here? I think that's it for you know as far as we've gone with the Rothschilds per se. But one thing regarding the Jewish question in all my ministry, even though you know you got some Rothschilds and so on, Judaism was never you know never discussed. Uh-huh. Okay? That was never that never came up. They knew they were part of the world of darkness, the network, Satanism, demons. They, that's what they lived, okay? Um, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Yeah. But go go ahead and go on. 
Yeah, I was just going to say some cores, meaning that, that were allowed to be up, didn't know all the wickedness that was going on in their soul. Some, um, but a lot did. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of a mix. But regarding the, the actual, what people say, what we know, you know, this obvious Jewish control in the media and Hollywood and, um, and, and the professions and universities, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that was never discussed. Um, it was just, you know, you've got you've got light, you've got goodness versus the darkness, the slavery, the torture, on and on and on that they were in. Mm-hmm. And it was only, you know what? That, that's another thing too. Most, if not all, of the slaves were programmed against the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. They were not allowed to say it. They were not. They weren't allowed to speak it. They were not allowed to call on it. They were programmed against it. They, they, all they knew sometimes was the man above, mm-hmm. or the man with hurt hands, huh? Or the good, or the good God, you know, the one that wasn't, you know, involved in torture and raping and murder and on and on and on and on and on, you know. Yeah, we got all this, all this around us. There must be something good on the other side. So that's why I'm going to, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that, you know, it was a uh, anyway an educational experience. That's for sure. So I couldn't just say, hey, trust Christ or go to hell. They, they, you know, that, that wouldn't work, right? Mm-hmm. You have to go with what they were able to handle. Mm-hmm. With hurt hands, man above, good God, okay, you know. We'll, we'll go with that, you know. Wow. Many names for Christ in the, in, the, in the scriptures anyway. He's the light of the world, right? The door, mm-hmm. um, the good shepherd, et cetera, et cetera. The good king, right? The king of kings, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, the... You know, Jesus is open to being referred to as many other titles, if you will, uh, as well. So I use that. Nice. Okay, so... Um, yeah, you go ahead here with your question there. Okay, so uh, I was wondering if you knew anything or had any comments on the the whole psyop thing because I think that's really um, kind of my end game in doing this podcast is to, I mean, and honestly, I don't even know a ton about it either. But I have seen, for example, um, I saw a man on Periscope who had all, a whiteboard with all these words, and he was like pulling things out of newspapers. He was cross referencing them with like a certain version of like the. Dictionary and these science books, and was somehow able to show the hidden messages in there. Um, and uh, just there's certain events where I see so much of the satanic or Illuminati or Freemasonry symbolism that it's just something inside me says there's just too many coincidences, there's too many things going on for this to really be what they're telling us. For example, recently there was that shooting at uh, the Capitol Gazette or whatever it's called um, that was in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, and apparently the day before uh, the... um, the speaker Milo Yiannopoulos uh, made a comment on one of his shows that people should kill journalists, and um, and then this shooting happened at 888 Bestgate Road, and just those three things, uh, 888 Bestgate being so close to 666 Beastgate, and uh, you know Annapolis being so close to Yiannopoulos, Maryland. Uh, M and D, uh, or the M, being the first letter of the state, and also his first.
first name. And th- when things like this happen with just such glaring symbolism, uh, I have to wonder about the possibilities. And then I start thinking about you know what we know about MK Ultra Mind Control and these groups like the Illuminati. Uh, and uh, like my intuition wants to put all those things together. I don't really have proof or enough knowledge on that, um, but I was just wondering, uh, but I just think that there's a definite possibility and so many signs out there, and I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that. Certainly there are triggers, um, and certainly there are handlers over slaves mm-hmm. that tell them to do and say certain things, um, and that could have been a trigger for a slave, that's kind of what I'm wondering if that's the case. You know, like they saw the, uh, they were programmed for, um, you know, this person to do something extreme. They saw the signs in um, in this location and uh, and put all that together and, and I guess activated and uh, caused the shooting. I was, I was just wondering if that was a possibility because of, of all the signs I see and, and what we know and we're, we're learning more and more about the CIA's. MK Ultra Mind Control Program. Yeah, I, I, I fully, I fully agree with the possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that normally they, they don't usually use such public triggers unless maybe they're trying to go wide, as it were, mm-hmm. um, activate a lot of slaves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know they use generally use slaves that they have that they can use as uh, what is it called um, deniability what, what's that term again plausible deniability um, something like that yeah mm-hmm. plausible yeah plausible deniability so they'll, they'll have a slave who's already programmed to do such and so and they just set them loose to do sometimes they're expendable well actually all the time they're expendable but mm-hmm. sometimes they'll bring them back if they you know but uh, I, I think that's that's normally how they would do things, but there is a possibility of going wider, and mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to, uh, to discount that possibility because of their abilities um, to do, well, to activate larger numbers of slaves, right? Right. So never discount that anything that they're, they're able to do, but I think that's not normally how they work. That's mm-hmm. just from my experience, which is limited, but rare, I think, too. Okay, and then my last question is pretty open-ended. So um, I was wondering, since uh, you seem to definitely have a lot of contact with the the demons, which are like a supernatural thing, um, I've been wondering recently, you know, uh, several years ago I thought this theory was so far-fetched, but... Recently, I've been wondering more and more about it, and uh, that is the possibility of uh, shapeshifters. And uh, not too long ago, I was at a bar where I saw someone, and I had trouble looking at their face. It was almost as if I was kind of looking at like a hologram. Like I was looking at this person's face, and I couldn't really discern their characteristics of their face. And it was just really odd to me. I kept looking at this person and trying to just look at them, and I wasn't really ever able to. 
Um, and so um, I was wondering if you believe in that. And then also, uh, I was wondering how far you think this stuff might extend. Uh, again, it was like really far-fetched to me the first time I kind of heard this stuff. But I just am wondering more and more about, you know, the um, possibility of of reality kind of being more like John Carpenter's They Live, where the Illuminati are, are actually communicating with possible extraterrestrials or interdimensional beings and if those if you think those beings could possibly exist in that way where they're actually in communication with um humans and uh, if those beings are actually demonic beings as I, i've heard this a lot in different conspiracy theory kind of um videos and and um and just just talks and stuff so i, I wonder if you have any opinion on that without a doubt shapeshifters exist because of the demons that reside in the temple. Mm-hmm. So when you have demons coming forward, they, if it's a powerful demon, I think if they're a lower function demon, I'm not sure that they have that ability to shapeshift, but certainly the ruling ones, the very powerful ones, most definitely do. Which, of course, will end. This is where, obviously, Ike, and that's actually, I should throw this in. This is something I haven't mentioned. Mm-hmm. This segue to Ike again. Ike is never going to tell you choose trust Christ or go to hell. You know, follow follow Christ, give your life to Him, and cast these demons, these reptilian creatures, out of the soul. Okay, he just tells you they're they're multi generational and they come from whatever maybe some fake planet and so on. But there are no planets. Uh, why do they stink? Because they live in hell. They live in the sulfur below us. Um, so they can be cast out in Jesus' name. So that shape-shifting would end at that point if the soul wanted to get cleansed and be delivered. And mm-hmm. you had a deliverance minister, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, Sometimes you could do self-deliverance, but that's kind of rare. But if you're cleansing and you're coming to the Lord, sometimes these people will just puke on it. You know, they'll be puking for weeks. Mm-hmm. cleansing them, you know, getting spiritually cleansed, and they'll be, that's how it manifests in the puke, right? Mm-hmm. they just be vomiting, and they won't even know why. You know, is that demons coming out? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's lots of demons coming out, right? But to Ike, I want to speak for this briefly. Mm-hmm. God gave me a vision where I was sent to the UK to this evil Illuminati teaching house. Mm-hmm. Large, expensive, uh, castle type place. Yeah, I've actually had a, a dream where I went to a place like that as well. Well, maybe you can add that to, to this one. Mm-hmm. But this is what I saw. I saw two David Ikes walking together, and, and the, the thought that came to mind was cloned. Uh huh. Okay, that's 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 all that came to me. There's the clone. Uh, there were a couple of naked guys on some couch, and I don't know if one guy started puking or not as I appeared, but uh, they were kind of out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the sign on the wall regarding David Icke and the term ingathering consciouser. Okay, I'll say it again, because I'd never heard this term, never seen it before my entire life. Ingathering consciouser. Okay? That's how the Illuminati refers to Ike. Wow. He's part of it. Mm-hmm. He's not against it. He'll expose it, but, but for their purposes. Because if you listen to him, the solution is this bogus nonsense. 
then you never you're, you're still stuck with demons. You're mm-hmm. not going to get saved. You're still going to you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be the controlled opposition. And then, then, yeah, exactly, exactly, one hundred percent. And then, then uh, there was one part of the wicked building where they literally fed a baby to a snake. Wow. Yeah, pretty scary stuff. Um, I, I don't like remembering that particular dream, but because it's uh, connected to what we're talking about, um, I'll, I'll, I'll speak it. But it was. Uh, but that's one thing I had told many people, as many as I could, is about this in-gathering consciousness. Mm-hmm. Remember that term for Ike. Mm-hmm. So go ahead about your dream. You, you, so it's probably connected to. Yeah, that's really interesting uh, that you said you saw writing on the wall because I also saw the same thing. Um, I was in this, uh, the exact type of place that you were describing. I was actually, this was when I was really pretty heavily into uh, starting to research the occult um, and and drinking heavily, hanging on to a lot of anger. Uh, And I started just uh, dating a woman casually that I found on, you know, one of those dating apps. And I was basically just trying to use her and and use... um, um, like sex magic and just as far as I understood just because I'd been so far from Christ at this point for the longest point in my life and this was you know definitely uh, when I started getting to the point where I re- was about to realize I had to turn this around and uh, so I was over at her house one night and we were sleeping next to each other and I had this dream that I was in this this uh, place you know like a Victorian rich uh, Illuminati type mansion with uh, two uh, well-dressed men who we were you know hanging out and then they were going to take me into a further inner chamber I was going up the stairs in the back to a more darker inner room and I remember seeing on a, uh, something on the wall, and it said something to the effect of um, money is evil and you are following Satan. I think there was more to it, but that was the kind of the gist that I remember. And uh, I don't know. I just uh, I just didn't like it. I don't like uh, I don't like I'm not much of a follower, so I was pretty upset. I ripped it down and I ran back down the stairs and I started hiding like under the tables, under pool tables, stuff like that. And then when I woke up, the woman who I was with woke up and I was like, wow, I just had the craziest dream. And I explained it to her and she said, I had the craziest dream too. I was in, I was with my family in like one of our homes, only it wasn't our home. It was a much more expensive looking place. And there were my family members, my cousins or or her aunt or something, and they were searching for me. And they went to her in her dream and asked her if she knew where I was. And uh, we were both uh, a little bit freaked out by that. But I mean, at that point, I I honestly wasn't surprised uh, uh, that possibly demons could be impersonating her family members and traveling through both of our dreams, maybe, you know, transporting us both to the same location, possibly. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, demons have powers, but so does God. Mm-hmm. So, it was a warning, obviously, for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that dream, which is from God, not the demons, because demons don't like, you know, unless they're forced to, mm-hmm. by angels, by the Lord, uh, or, or by believers, they're, they're not going to warn us about anything because mm-hmm. they serve the destroyer, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you might like this little little story where I was commanding the demons, of course, to loose the name themselves, name themselves, and, and depart. Right, 
and take, then I said, okay, well, if they had a cursed object, like a chip or whatever, and take your cursed object with you. Now, all of that was working. I said, well, why don't we get it all done? Because sometimes if it was in the hand or something like that, they would leave the skin kind of ripped up, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the chip would be taken out, but their, their skin would still be kind of, you know, ripped, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm commanding the demon to do all this stuff. We might as well tell him to to fix what he's what he's broken, right? <laughs> I, I mean, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, that was the logic at the time. Uh-huh. And I remember doing it, and then the demon stopped, right? <laughs> I'll never forget this. Not uh, oh, that's how I said. It. Okay, sir. First, I said, okay, loose, name yourself, and depart in Jesus' name, and take your uh, your cursed object with you. And then I said, okay, and restore as you go. And then it, he stopped because <laughs> he, he had to obey all the rest. But this one, not in my job description. Oh, oh man! <laughs> Don't tell me it was worse <laughs> than it would have been. <laughs> right? He serves the destroyer. That's all he does is destroy. <laughs> yeah, he has to get out of the temple. He has to get out of the house. He can take his cursed object with him. That's all. That's all legal. That's all lawful. I have that authority in Christ to command him to do all that stuff. But restoration and healing and and raising the dead and and, and uh, fixing ear, you know, like hearing and blind and cancer, all that, all that good stuff. That's not the demonic realm. You can command them all you want. <laughs> they just don't do that. That's Jesus. That's that's work for Jesus. I said, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, just go, just go. <laughs> just get out. <laughs> wow. Anyway, you learn learn as you go, right? Yeah. Oh, I actually have one more question now that you got me on the um, thinking about um, these dreams of demons. Uh, I had another one around that same time that just really had me scratching my head because I just didn't know who this was. But I was falling asleep, and all of a sudden, as I was falling asleep, I had this extremely vivid flash of a person. It looked like... Uh, almost like a Viking. He was like a, a man, uh, long blonde hair, seemed like he was in armor, and he had a bloody split tongue. And then I saw him like right up close in front of me and very, very foreboding and, and uh, angry looking. And it just jolted me out of my falling asleep. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. And then when I did fall asleep, this this Viking character would show up and attack me all night. And somehow I was, I think I might've had a sword or something. Somehow I managed to keep it at bay all night, but that entire night in my dream, I was fighting for my life. Uh, and I just could not get away from, from whatever this was. Do you have any ideas or any thoughts on that or have ever heard of anything similar to that? Well, first of all, how, how recently was this? Uh, this was uh, two to three years ago. Okay. And it just happened one night? Yeah. It was just, but this was kind of like right when I was about to kind of turn around. And um, I mean, things went wrong with that woman, obviously. And I um, just started to say, I've had enough of of the occult and uh, these demons and trying to cultivate this kind of power and I need to give it up and get away from it. Um, But it was like basically kind of right at the peak of me being, um, you know, kind of turned away from God and and accepting all this uh, negative power and, um, and, and, and all that stuff. So it was at the height of it pretty much. 
But but they knew the other side knew that you were choosing to stop being enslaved by them, so they wanted to take you out that night. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. My in my estimation, also from what I've heard from other Satanists who were in far deeper than even you were, mm-hmm. um, how they say, "Oh, oh, you've been with us so long. No, 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 no. You're coming to hell tonight." We're you know what I mean? Right. So, so the sword that you had was. Uh, uh, the, in my estimation, my understanding, um, the light that you were seeking, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, God allowed you to have enough strength to fight this demon mm-hmm. uh, from taking your life. And based on what you said, uh, I, I didn't realize this. Uh, based on what you, you said, you do know, you, oh. movies, you know the movies in Marvel comics, right? They've yeah. got a lot of demonic stuff in them. Mm-hmm. Um, one one so-called superhero that I never liked was Thor. Because uh-huh. I always like origin different things, and I always found out this is too weird. This guy would do this, and, uh, and he changes his, his walking stick into this hammer, and and where is he from, and where does he get his power? And I never liked it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I never knew up until uh, the, the the ministry to the many slaves. And I only cast this demon out once, but it kind of sealed sealed for me why I hated this or why I never liked this so called superhero. I actually cast out Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor is a ruling demon. Yeah, you know, it, so it, it didn't really look right? too different from how you could picture Thor. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. That very well could have been Thor. Maybe Odin, I don't know, but, you know, I know for sure Thor is a ruling demon. Mm-hmm. When I say ruling demon, the ruling demons have proper names. Mm-hmm. Right? doesn't matter what name it is, how strange, how common, doesn't matter. That's a proper name. But the lower ones have what they call function names. Mm-hmm. They're function demons, so their name is what they do, right? So, yeah, uh, that's how they operate. They try to kill those. Actually, and of course, in, in reality, meaning, meaning uh, within covens in the network, if slaves are trying to leave, they call them traitors and kill them. They, they'll, they'll try to kill them. Mm-hmm. So different in the spirit realm that you saw, you didn't happen to be apparently part of a coven or the network itself, but the demons knew mm-hmm. how far you'd gone in. They yeah. Said, hey, man, you know, let's take them out tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So that, uh, that, that's how I see it, brother. Um, so you had enough. The, the word of God, of course, is likened to a sword, right? Mm-hmm. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's in the book of Ephesians, if you read it. That's the armor that we're supposed to have on as Christians, right? And that's one of the weapons that we have. The obviously the only, well, I shouldn't say the only, but the you know the obvious offensive weapon, which is the word, the, the word of God, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So you had enough truth within you to fight this beast. You wanted light enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which that's powerful. That's you know. Um, uh, I'll, I'll, actually, we the, the, the special soul, one of the special souls I told you about, with the books that she, she eventually burnt, she'll probably start praying for you too. So I'll add you to my prayer list, and she will most likely add you to her prayer list as well. And, and uh, you know, hope, Great. For, hope and pray for better things for you. Great, I appreciate that. You know, um, would you be able to take us out with a prayer? I, you said you were a minister. You sound like you have a very strong connection to God and probably could do a really great job. So maybe something just for the coming times to keep us strong and, and protected. Okay. 
Great. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to speak your word uh, truthfully, boldly, uh, with strength, which has been not too uh, present within this temple lately. So we thank you for your miracles. We thank you for the breaking of curses. We thank you for healings. Uh, we thank you for your spirit to guide us into all truth. Uh, bless Brian, his household, help him to remove any other uh, cursed objects he may come across, guide him in that way as well. Um, bring extra strong Christians, powerful souls into his walk, into his life. And um, in all the people that are listening, if they're on the fence, well, that's not where you want to be. You want to be with Lord. Because Jesus said if we're lukewarm, he will spew us. He will vomit us out of his mouth. He wants us cold or hot, not in between. And uh, trusting Christ or going to hell is the message that uh, he wants us to remember. And, of course, follow him to the end. So we give you the glory, Father God. Thank you for Lord Jesus Christ and his blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Help us to walk in the light and encourage one another and lift each other up in prayer. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory. Amen. Amen. All right, well, thanks. Trust Christ or go to hell. That was amazing. I, I feel like I got extremely lucky because, uh, you know, I just wanted uh, a little bit of information, but you just gave me so much more than I was expecting. Just so many amazing stories. I think there was some powerful stuff in there. Yeah, I'm glad you reached out. And certainly you're going in the right direction. I mean, you, you made that decision. The, the demons were pissed off. They tried to take you out. Lord didn't let that happen. You, you fought them and uh, and you'll have more weapons as you as you dig deeper into the Word, the Bible. By the way, KJV Bible is the one that I go by, and I recommend to everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the best translation available. That's where you get most of the repent and the judgments. Mm -hmm. Most other versions take a lot of those words out. So if you are reading Scripture, that's the one that I recommend. And... Uh, you keep going, you're just going to get stronger and stronger. And he'll, the Lord will take you deeper and wider, and and you'll you'll reach more and more for him, for the kingdom. Because, as you know, time is short. Right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, the other side knows that, too. So they, they ramp up their attacks, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we got to endure. That's the other thing Jesus said. He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. So it's not a matter of, hey, I prayed the prayer when I was two years old or five years old or, you know, I got baptized or I got a little bit of water on my head. You know, that's not, that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. It's about endurance at the end. It's, yes, you got to believe. Yes, you got to trust, but it's not a one-time thing, right? Our faith is going to be tested. I mean, you, you, you know the reality of demons, man. Very few people do. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing. The testimony can go to many others, right? And say, hey, man, this is what I experienced. Right? These things are real. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> you know? So, you know, may, may the Lord use you powerfully. Yeah, that's what I'm praying for. You know, I say, you know, God, you know, let, let me fulfill your will. That's just what I want to do. I want to stay on this planet and do my best and do my best for the Lord. Wow. Well, then you've... you've uh... <laughs> Hallelujah. And amen. <laughs> amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking yeah. to you and meeting you. Maybe we can do some more podcasting in the future. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, probably put this out maybe in two to three weeks. Um, 
I, if you listen to the podcast now, please don't judge me. I feel like I'm just finally starting to, after like six episodes, find my voice. Whereas uh, the very first episode, I honestly didn't know if I could talk for that amount of time. So it was really an experiment, and I think I'm getting better. So hopefully, um, by I'm, I'm thinking by episode eight, I feel like my voice will be nice and strong, and I feel like it's getting better, and uh, I'm speaking more clearly and being able to form my thoughts while talking, which was at first was uh, you know I was taking a lot of pauses and saying um a lot and you know uh so i had to listen to myself and critique myself and try to get better uh so i think it's getting better and i just want to you know try to get better and keep moving forward so uh maybe we can talk in the future about some more topics uh i got just so many i want to get to without a doubt without a doubt brother i'll certainly put you the link to your podcast on your gab bio and then send it to me when you're ready uh, you, of course, any way you wish on Gab or here, you know, whatever, but, uh, uh, that would help others too. If they come to your page, say, Oh, there's a little link to a podcast as well. Okay. You know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I will. I will. Great. You're doing great. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, uh, with your spirit and, uh, your, your interest for truth. So continue, continue. And both. Both of us, I call her Care Bear, by the way. That's my nickname for uh, that sister uh, that I mentioned to you, that, you know, with the books and the, the bad books and the burning of the books and so mm-hmm. on. Sister Care Bear. <laughs> great. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we, I, I, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of great work as well. So so thank you. And, and also keep it up on your end. And, you know, hopefully we'll... Uh, you know, we'll just keep moving forward towards Christ and uh, make it to the the good place. You know. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. yeah and if you do have a, actually one of the biggest things, that's one thing I should leave you with. Yes, there's there was casting demons, fighting demons, fighting people that are demonized. I mean, all you know that as part of that ministry was like it was on, on and on and on miracles all the time. But one thing that I found that was even the hardest to do even harder than all of that was to have a time of prayer with the key mm-hmm. a daily prayer list that was the thing the demons i found hated the most mm-hmm. so i encourage you and any other true believer in the lord to have a daily prayer list it can be short it can be long it's up to you but have a daily prayer list. And so when you do, please add me to your prayer list. For sure I will. That's I think that's a great suggestion. You know one thing um also too that I've done and I just feel like it it has such an impact is um you know for so long I w- was you know told to p- pray for this, pray for that and that's what I believed and that's how I did my prayer. Um but you know I, when I, especially when I came back to the light of God after being into this occult stuff, you know, I'd, I'd pray, you know, first I would just pray for that connection to God to, to be accepted, you know, to be worthy of his acceptance again, finally, after all the sin and all the horrible things, um, and, and abandoning him for so long. Uh, but then, you know, I started getting back into prayer as I had before praying for this, praying for that. Uh, but at one point, I just thought, you know, why am I praying for all of this stuff? Why am I asking God to take time out of his schedule to 
change things for my life or to answer my prayers. And so instead I decided not to pray to ask God for things. I just prayed for God and I prayed that my spiritual energy and my body and my soul be added to the power of God just to do his will, to add my my thought and my energy and my soul just to whatever God wills be done. And once I started changing my mind from please help me, please help me, which felt like I was trying to, you know, break a giant stone with a tiny little chisel, I felt like I was just on a on a light speed time warp where I was just so connected and felt so much power and so much connection to God compared to how I had felt before. And it, it was just mind-blowing to me. So that's something that uh, I, I just am starting to recommend to people. Just try it out instead of, um, you know, I mean, it's great to pray for things and I think it, it's extremely effective, but maybe to just take some time to add to your list of prayers at the end of um, every day to make sure to pray just for God, just to add your spiritual power to his. Like, you know, I don't know um, about how it all works, but it seems like when we put our power and combine it with God's, it's that it seems like his will, uh, just is fulfilled in just ways that exceeds our expectations. So I think, um, that's just kind of a technique that I've been learning lately. And, uh, I feel like it's just really effective for me. So I kind of wanted to just start passing that on too. Wow. Yeah, certainly, uh, uh, if you would, uh, share that on your timeline on whatever social media you've got as well, because that is, you know, it, it's, it's powerful what you just said. Um, amen and amen. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I will. I will start trying to share this stuff even more. All right. Well, I think um, unless there's anything else, uh, I think I'll just say thank you, and then um, I'll let you know once the the new episodes get uh, online, especially this one, which was just so interesting. I think uh, if anyone's out there listening to this, they're probably going to be pretty blown away, and um, we might have even changed some people's minds about some things in discussing these topics. Well, hopefully, hopefully, the truth—that's all we speak—and. Uh... They have to make up their own mind, but uh, God gets the glory in the end. So uh, I'm, I'm very pleased and honored and humbled to have met you, brother, online here. And uh, uh, more power and strength and to you. You've been encouragement to me, actually, as well, because I didn't know, you know, exactly what you've, what your background is and has been. So um, I'm encouraged. Great, thanks. Well, this is yeah, this is great. Kind of uh, you know the meeting of two minds and, and encouraging each other through our stories. You know, it's just absolutely great and a good thing to be putting out there and just just totally exceeds my expectations of what I thought uh, this kind of venture would would take me and uh, and what it would be. Amen, amen. That that's that's actually a scripture that comes to mind, right? That God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think definitely that's great (laughs) (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) that's great all right well trust christ or go to hell it's been great talking with you Uh, likewise brother thank you again you have a great night all right you too i'll talk to you next time thank you all right bye bye
amazing. Absolutely amazing. I did not expect that conversation at all. Um, you know, as I said in there, uh, I started getting on Gab and man, it was like going from a room filled with people screaming to having a beer in a, a paper bag and smoking a black and mild in a park and just listening to the breeze and the birds. <laughs> um, and on Gab, I mean, there's a lot of um, pretty extreme right viewpoints. Um, but, you know, I'm not afraid of that. I'm not offended by things like all these liberals are. So uh, I'm not afraid to click on that. I'm not afraid to read that. I'm not afraid to be subjected to that. And so I wanted to know more on this topic, as we said. Uh, I thought I was join going to just get I didn't know who I was going to get. I thought I was going to get, um, I don't really want to say this, and I, I wanted to, it was going to be my first question, but I didn't even end up asking it. My first question was going to be, uh, I'm most curious about someone who believes in a Jewish conspiracy, if you would consider yourself a racist or an anti-Semite. Uh, because I was thinking I might have been getting someone who is just, you know, really racist from like, I don't know, Tennessee. And that's a totally preconceived notion of what someone who believes in a Jewish conspiracy would be like. So I was completely proven wrong. Uh, that guy was, um, I, well, I mean, I didn't ask those things, but, and, you know, um, people have their preconceived notions, but it didn't seem like racism was something that is really driving trust in Christ or go to hell. Uh, it seems like he is much, much more driven by uh, quest for connection with God, the truth, really important stuff that uh, I totally believe in and uh, think are really important. And, and, and then, you know, his stories and insight was just so far beyond what I expected to be getting. So that was a total treat. It was so amazing. Uh, what a conversation. There were some just such amazing points in that conversation. It was so interesting. I feel so lucky to have captured that. So and that's amazing. Um, that And that quest, that, um, that conversation definitely... It uh, made me want to strive to be a better person. I know I have kind of conflict, inner conflict about that because, um, you know, it can be hard for some people, you know, as, you know, think of all the people that he was talking about in his stories. It can be really hard for certain people to get out of their desire um, and give up their desires for desire to to be a good Christian. It can be extremely hard. <laughs> and it sometimes you just don't even want to do it. You'd rather not do it. But talking with someone like that makes me want to do what I think a good Christian would do, which is um, something that hasn't been on my mind every single day, but uh, is definitely more on my mind right now after having that conversation. So... Pretty interesting, pretty good influence. Um, just really, really interesting. And, uh, you know, freedom of speech and sharing of ideas, I think, is just the most important thing. So I'm glad to have tr attempted this and done this and uh, be putting this out. And 
Uh, I just think it's great. It's great. We should all do this. We should all be the change that we want to see in the world. And uh, for me, I want to see freedom of speech preserved, the sharing of ideas, and um, just people not being afraid to be confident and say what they believe without being afraid of offending someone um, without being having to be politically correct and censor yourself or edit what you're going to say before you say it you know just don't be afraid of that don't be afraid to speak your mind ever well you know I mean there's times there's a time and a place for everything but Freedom of speech is what America is all, is all about. So uh, that was amazing. This is Catch Up On Steak. This is episode nine. I was going to call it The Jewish Conspiracy, but I'm definitely going to have to change that title to Trust Christ or Go to Hell and uh, give it subtitles with all the interesting topics that he was talking about that uh, I was not expecting. So... It's amazing, you know, it's really amazing. You reach out and sometimes your expectations can be far, far exceeded. So, uh, how are we going to take this out? I want to I wanna play something that just like is really awesome, that rocks. So, let's see what we got. There's got to be something I can play to take us out. What would be appropriate? Ah, I can't help it. Here it is. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man Happy Fourth of July American Fight for what's right Fight for your life